Hello. Kirg Nosloo here from the BEP Retort. Safe for the recording industry, safe for the moral values of America, and safe for your listening pleasure. You can relax, America. We in the BH are safe for you. Let my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for If everybody is ready, then one more time Welcome to Mep Report number 47 September 13th, 2006 What's going on out there? To all the listeners, all the peeps in the hood, in the instant media hood, in the podcast pickle hood, if you're from a hood, if you are a hood, if you've worn a hood on a jacket before, welcome. Yes, especially if you are a hood. We'd like to welcome <laughs> all our hoods out there. If you're a low-level hood. I bet there's a lot. Hoodlums, lowlifes, exactly. degenerates. I'm sure this is a main body of the Map Report listening audience, so Absolutely. welcome to you. I think we're a bunch of degenerates. Oh, totally. People, people in the ghetto love puns. I don't know if you guys knew that. They're really into it. <laughs> Their main form of comedy sustenance. Absolutely. I think Jay-Z was thinking about picking us up at one point, you know, as kind of his, um, to reach out to, uh, you know, he the... He thought we were women? The punny audience. Oh, wow. No, he wanted to pick us up and drop kick us in the face. And then exactly. Leave. Jay-Z doesn't need any women. Right. He's dating he Beyonce. We were women. So we're all, uh-huh. we're all set with that. He's got Beyonce. He doesn't need anyone else. Um, oh, is he, did he beat his Did he beat his oh, wife okay. previously? Is that what happened? Uh, it wouldn't I surprise know. me. No, I mean, can you prove I that no he idea. didn't beat his wife? That's <laughs> my favorite question. Can I prove a negative? <laughs> oh man, Greg, Greg, how long have you been have beating you? your wife? Um, that would be zero time. That would be null set. It's as likely that Clea would beat me as I would beat her, and neither neither one of us beat the other, so it's oh, all very good that way. Well, get her on, and we can ask her <laughs> yeah, how long has that. she been beating her wife. How long has she been beating yeah. her wife? Before anything else, one more little preview, Chef. Tonight begins the new fall season of Map Report Guests, and we've been joking a little bit, uh, at least off off mic, about uh, the new fall season of the Map Report because it's that time again. Yes. And uh, to kick off the return of guests, we're having a mystery guest. Only I know really? who the guest is going to be right now. In fact, Russ and tonight? Greg, until this announcement, didn't even know there was a guest tonight. And as that's true, what Russ just said. I'm yeah. stunned. So, mystery guest tonight in about half an hour or so, and that's that. And if you want to be part of the new fall season of Map Guests, please email story at mapreport.com. I haven't, wow. I haven't been sent the script for tonight's guest story. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to prepare for this. We can't prepare for a spontaneous exactly. conversation True. if we don't have some kind of pre-scripting, you know? Absolutely. I'm, Where's makeup? Can I get makeup here, along? please? Makeup? That is so Come unprofessional. On. Yeah, I'm all, I'm See, all thrown some off. Some of our newer listeners might not understand that you're joking. 
that we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do For all the new people, we really, <laughs> we really are joking. Cuff. Okay. <laughs> like I know. This actually, no. We have to set up a forum no, story no, where all did. the old listeners can be like, okay, when they talk about this, they're referring to this, and they're only joking when they refer to this, but they're not joking when they talk about that. Yep. Because you know, no. you know so. we will never do that. <laughs> Please do hard to describe if we do that. <laughs> to write a script and make it sound exactly like people are making things up off the cuff for an entire hour. Oh you yeah, know, I don't. hard work. Yeah. It is because hard I work. Done it. Um, <laughs> no, what I was going to say, dovetailing from Map Report 46, I actually took Russ's advice and started uh, committing seppuku in various aspects of my life. Okay. Only one, I wanted to just do a test case. And so I committed seppuku on my pinky. And uh, um. I got to say, the results were a little disappointing. Mostly, I just got pain. My pinky didn't die. I tried for well, a wait while. Wait a minute. But, Can you uh, commit seppuku yeah. on a pinky? Wouldn't that the pinky have to make its own conscious choice to commit seppuku, right? Isn't that the point? It's, I it's, mean, I came as close as I could. As close as my hand as the willing object for the pinky attempted seppuku on the pinky. It was a portional seppuku as per last week's episode. And uh, it failed. I still have a pinky. But, uh, well, yeah, but in just much like worse shape than before. A samurai right. would ask his buddy samurai to cut his head off after he commits seppuku. Story might involve an opposable thumb in the seppuku of his pinky. Oh, sure. That's oh, okay. sure, absolutely. I think that fits. And well, you were saying you should commit seppuku, mental seppuku, on a portion of your life, like on the hitting on women portion. Right. You should commit seppuku just Targeted there. Targeted so death, I believe. Is the no, larger entity and went for the, <laughs> went for the pinky. But you're contradicting it. I'm just saying. No, you yeah. can get help anyway. if you want to completely die. You don't have to do it just yourself. That was my only point. Right. Okay, okay. so this all occurred because you're snatch and grab with the pinky, you know, the, the lifting techniques you do. Right. You tried to lift. The last it was a lead no. weight. Then you said you were going to lift a Volkswagen. So that's what you did, right? You tried to lift a BMW with your pinky too quickly, and that's really what led to the seppuku. It wasn't, you know. Well, I was doing laundry, and. Uh, that's always a good start. I, I was doing fine. The pinky was doing fine. I just wanted to get rid of it. Actually, I was uh, opening a can of tennis balls. And, uh, why would you do you that? Know, with that? Because tennis is awesome. Why would I do that? At the laundromat, because my beloved wife, Emily, believes that if you are washing pillows or blankets of a certain kind, you should throw some tennis balls in with the drying to uh, uh, make it fluffier. So this is apparently conventional wisdom. I, I don't know. I see. I've I take the word for it. Okay. So we had a pack of tennis balls. I was opening them, and you know that little aerosol release oh, yeah. that has that wonderful new tennis ball yep. smell? It's one of the but great it oh, provides yeah. the most, like, razor-sharp edge thing. And I've been opening these things since I was, like, eight. You know, I right. used to play baseball with tennis balls all the time. So I've opened millions of these, never even nicked myself. This time, slash straight across the pinky, deep Ow. as all get out, ble- bleeding all over the laundromat. It was awesome. Wow. Hot. That's great. Well, you're in a laundromat, so you could watch. I, I think... If you got any blood in your clothes, you could wash I it right my out. That was the advantage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Exactly. Actually, every piece of cloth that we owned, except for what we were wearing, was already in the washer. So there was really no okay. access. You and covered other people's clothes in blood. That's good. That's bowling good socks. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Did you get so, stitches? Sorry. It was awesome. Yeah. I did not. I narrowly avoided stitches. Although I'm not totally sure the thing's clotted yet. I think it has. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're going to tell me you sure. haven't been to a doctor but, yet, have you? You haven't had a doctor yeah. look at this, have no, you? No, of course not. Oh, I, um, oh my God, I story. Have, <laughs> oh, my God. Not. Well, no, no. Come on. No, the, the no. exact same thing, story. The exact same thing. I did the same thing, like, two years what? ago. 
Oh, okay. I thought you, you know, were going to say last same. night, and I was going to no. quit the show immediately. <laughs> I was like, there's not room for both of us on this show, Russ right? Is like, <laughs> so my <laughs> beloved eerie. wife, Emily, we're like, wait a minute. This isn't possible. We're becoming one person. Mm-hmm. How is this and possible? it's the same person. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Two, two oh. July 4ths ago. I was uh, drinking at, at a, a friend's uh, July 4th party, and I'd had a few beers, so I was getting to the point where I was just like, more beer. And I tried to open it <laughs> with the opener, but it was a little stuck, so I pushed so hard that the opener actually chipped a tiny piece of glass off of the lip of the beer bottle, and as I was doing it, the, my middle finger pushed into the jagged oh. edge of glass Ow. and like really cut it yeah. really badly. And it bled all night long. But I didn't go to a doctor, and I didn't get stitches. And I just uh, sat there being like, heel, heel, finger, heel. Heel, <laughs> finger. It eventually did. And I've got a yeah. really cool scar. But it's on the inside oh, of my, my middle finger. So it just makes, you know, if I ever give someone the bird, I have like a really cool mutated evil bird. You guys are so them. funny. So like, like, the advances really of modern long medicine you give are... Them a wrist side bird. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. I have to, like, give a counterclock, what, bam. You guys are too <laughs> funny. Ugly. The, the, the advances of modern fingers. medicine are, are completely wasted on you guys. Like, I remember Russ having a, we were in playing a basketball game once. Russ ends up, like, falling to the floor. He gets hit by a forearm or something. Breaks his oh, nose, broke quite nose. possibly. Right. Yeah. And refuses to go yeah, to the doctor did, about absolutely it. Did. And he's just like, it'll be fine. My nose isn't going to be. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't. It's like, it, you might as well be living in a country that doesn't have modern medicine. Because what's the point? Like, you might as well just go to a witch doctor really like that would have approximately the same impact like <laughs> to this day i mean my nose is still not not perfectly straight after that day of playing basketball because brad smashed my nose <laughs> into pieces but i mean it's just it, can i ask i mean look i don't like doctors particularly either i don't like having to go to them necessarily but you guys have sort of a religious of you know aversion to them can i ask why like what specifically but you know assume it's a good doctor not one who like gives medicines for every reason in the world let's just say it's a good competent doctor who's like reasonable you know you guys don't even like that type, you know? Reside in people's bodies in this country for like surgery. Of thousands of sponges. That's surgery. Yeah, you don't don't let those guys near you, man. They're they're not as competent as advertised. So your theory is that like, they no would repair Story's finger and it accidentally would slip a sponge down his middle finger while they were doing it, and then sew yeah. it up inside his they finger. They would leave a sponge in there, <laughs> a little tiny piece of sponge. That's distressing. I mean, I don't. This is not why I don't go to doctors. Uh, <laughs> In case you were wondering. <laughs> and I know you were. I'm not uh, the only one afraid of sponges, you <laughs> bastard. Come on. <laughs> Started like a sponge trauma uh, when I was a child. I mean, A, it just kept yeah. absorbing everything. Off the, oh my God. How can you commit seppuku on a sponge, by the way? That's also, I think they're immune to seppuku completely. You have an absorbed shame. But that's neither here nor there. I know there. some people like there that. There you go. No. <laughs> it would just have like 400 knives in it. Oh, anyway. This is my honor sponge. Uh, no. My honor sponge. My honor sponge. <laughs> that's so much safer. I clean myself. I am clean. Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Glad must want me to live. Okay. So you're you're um, saying <laughs> Yes. For one thing I think that in you know, going along with my many disbeliefs in science, yes. I, I think that modern medicine is far overrated and that we haven't come that far from the overleaching of society that, you know, it's a little better and that sometimes but I mean I used to work in a hospital. Can I just say I wanna put this what? fact out there. I used to work in a hospital I at the medical library. You, you knew this. One of my first jobs in California when I moved out here. And I had I to go through the basic. 
Yeah, it was okay. in well medical center, but yeah, it's a hospital okay. basically in Walnut Creek. I had to go through their basic training for the basic hospital training that nurses got, doctors got, everybody who was staffed there at all, you know, janitorial staff got the same like 36 hours of basic training. And in that, they talked about this figure of 90,000 accidental deaths in hospitals caused by human error. Right. You know, every year in America, not worldwide, not, you know, in the universe and other terrestrial orbiting places in America, 90,000 human error deaths. And when you start factoring that in, it starts getting a lot easier to think, you know, my odds with letting nature do the trick and, you know, maybe some supplemental scientific stuff, vitamin C or, uh, you know, bandages. I mean, it's not like I'm rejecting bandages. I'm not rejecting all parts of modern medicine. It seems to be well, like you could go to the corner store uh, and get good medical supplies. Okay. Why take your chance? Why roll the dice on being one of the 90,000? I'm going to posit the reason might be because you yourself are not, and none of us are particularly medical experts. And I love how it, the, the when you walk into a doctor's office, you're walking into serious surgery where sponges can fall into you and accidental death can occur. Like, do you think it's likely that would happen if you went to a doctor and he said, ah, let me give you a couple of stitches and, you know, give you this kind of a quick, you know, topical antibiotic and then send you on your way? Instead of being like, I think I can manage it on my own. Who needs medical professionals? This Band-Aid will cover over my pinky, which has fallen in two, which is the equivalent of what you're basically talking about. I need, I am a regenerative, I can regenerate. I am X-Men. I am Wolverine from X-Men. I really don't suffer any pain. I am, yeah, it looks like I'm, I'm bleeding, so but I'm not really. But that's not true. Sorry, that story just true. said five minutes Wolverine. ago, I quote, I think it's clotted now. That was the quote. I think it's clotted now. <laughs> Russ said two minutes after that, my nose hasn't been straight since it was broken. This would suggest to me that you guys weren't quite as on top of the medical profession as you guys thought you were. And the go to the corner drugstore theory of medical repair didn't really work that well. Like, can't you just go to a family doctor and they'll say, sure, help this, this, and this, and then that's that? Could you do that? I mean, I also think, to be fair, with my finger specifically, I think that the average doctor would laugh and say, what are you doing? Just bandage it up. It'll heal by itself. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable stance for the doctor to say. I would say, you're right. You just I said you narrowly avoided stitches. Myself but you just said you narrowly avoided stitches. I mean, yeah, it's a close call, but I think that I don't need them. I mean... So my question it, is, who's why, making why the is call? Funny? I think I can pilot the plane, but I don't. I'm not sure. Who's it's close. Funny, is it, Greg? Yeah. That's what I'm Come saying. Yeah, Greg. To be fair, my basic theory, and you know why I agree with the story on this, is my theory on on life and occupations, especially in this country. You have 15% of the people in an occupation are either competent or good at what they do. 85% of the people could give a shit, no matter who they are: lawyers, doctors, astronauts. 85% of astronauts could give a shit, okay? They're just, they just don't care. That's as a good statistic. 15% of what do you think, John Glenn? People. Well, I don't give a shit. So 85% of my friends don't give a shit The fact of the matter either. is, I could read in a medical journal for a half hour about a very specific ailment and know just as much as any doctor that I walk up to and be just as informed. And if I take that effort, I can be just as informed as a here's, doctor and, you know, not have to pay $1,000 for no reason. Here's and the problem with that argument. And that's how I feel like most of society. 
yeah, but specialization well, okay. is often yeah. wrong, and you can do it yourself if you're a competent, intelligent person. I agree with and that normally. You can do it yourself. I agree with that normally, but there's also there's also training that you can't ignore, which oftentimes is training that none of us have, even those of us who have been through the hospital basic training. And I also don't see yeah. why, if you walk into a doctor's office, the immediate reaction is, "I'll be happy to tell you what's wrong with you for the low, low price of a thousand dollar check." Like maybe you go in and you do an office visit and you determine, "Oh, it's a good reason." Thing that you came in here because oh, an X, Y, visit. and Z That's was true. Three hundred dollars. What places are you guys you going to? to? Is this just a Beverly Hills? Do you go into like like Surgeon to the Stars because you live out in the BH? Like why? I, my office visits don't cost three hundred dollars. Well, Where are you getting these costs from? I don't from? go to the free clinic. But I'm talking about what an office visit. I you get reamed. Yeah, I know they do. I, the medical profession's broken. My family under, knows that very yeah. well. But that's not the under point. Under the conditions of your I, insurance, they pay for office visits. Yeah, but I but I see the cost of the office visit before mm-hmm. I would have to, before anyone has to pay it. it I see the but bill that's being sent to the insurance company. Yes, it's, it's a, a different, different price for uninsured, price. and it's much higher for uninsured. Much. Well, I recognize that it's much higher for uninsured generally, but I still, and I obviously think that if you get a minor cut, scrape, and whatever, you shouldn't be running off to your doctor. But the I also thing, though, just don't think that for things you guys are talking about, like broken nose, pinky sliced off, I think it might have clotted so mm-hmm. far, like, you know, that kind of thing. I think that maybe that passes the threshold of maybe I ought to go see a doctor about this. You know, this is not, oh, no, my Chris. knee kind of hurts, and now I need to go put some ice on it, so I better go talk to a doctor first, you know? Let me give you an example of what passes the threshold in my opinion and it's an example of another person who's very close to me who believes as I do and didn't go to the doctor in this case either and this is actually right over the line where I would probably have gone to the doctor my dad got struck by lightning last year he has not been to a doctor since yeah exactly okay that yes that my dad is in his 50s got struck by lightning knocked to the ground thought there was a nuclear attack going on in Albuquerque because that was his only explanation explanation for what had just happened to him and what he had just felt and did not go to the doctor. He's been to an eye doctor since because he got cataracts as a complication of light, of being struck by lightning, but he hasn't been to a general practitioner to check out the rest of his body. And he's fine. He's still working on roofs and doing all kinds of stuff. So... You know, well, he I'm, proved me wrong there. Yes. I thought, it, you know, I think it's a little crazy. If I, I got hit by I, lightning tomorrow, <laughs> I would go into the I dock. still think it's I, crazy. You have my word on that. If I jump over hot coals and I happen not to get burned, that doesn't mean that somehow I proved everyone wrong. It proves that I got real, real lucky. And Russ, you as a pragmatist ought to believe in this even more than mm-hmm. the rest of us would. I mean, you as somebody who believes mm-hmm. in the importance of training as a and all those sorts of things would I believe in that too, right? Greg. You have to think about my theory, which means that 85% of people are snoring through their training or playing Tetris. And so it doesn't matter that they're being <laughs> trained because they're idiots. And if 85% of people in any given <laughs> occupation are totally incompetent idiots, I don't care what lectures they've sat through. You think 85% of doctors are idiots? On in med school. I don't 85%? care. Yes. I think many, many, many doctors are, you know, subnormal intelligence. Yeah, many, many is not care, 85%. Nice are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think 85%. 85% totally incompetent. I could, be, I could be more qualified to do what they do in about two hours Sigh. of intensive study. Okay, if you say so. I really so. think this. All right. I don't entirely so, disagree with this either. I, I don't take it quite so hard as the way Russ does. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> but, you know, I think Russ has a salient point here. I think as a pragmatist, if you go about your life realizing that people that you just give over trust to, because, Greg, Think of the other extreme. The other extreme happens to be the way that almost everybody thinks about oh, the doctor. Oh, I agree. They're I like, agree. 
the doctor said I should take this blue pill, so I take it every day. I agree. And I kind of right. feel okay, but sometimes my head falls off. Is this bad? Yeah. I'll go ask my doctor <laughs> yeah, if exactly. my head falling off is bad. Maybe yeah. I need more blue pills. No it's sense true. whatever of their own health, oh, Russ. Of what they need to do in their own life to be healthy. They I agree. just wait until they get fat from eating cheeseburgers for 60 years. Then they go to the doctor and be like, why can't you fix this? No, I totally people, agree. Look, this is 85% I, I, of people. I, I agree with you totally that the extreme. Care of themselves. No, I totally agree with you that the extreme on the <laughs> other side, that America's way, way too over-obsessed with running to doctors about this and that. I totally agree with you. I just thought I was maybe you know sounding a cautionary note when I suggested that if you're not sure if your pinky has yet clotted, that you might want to consider the possibility possibility of heading in to get that fixed. Like it might it, it might cross your mind. I am that was... almost positive it's cluttered. <laughs> I am almost sure. <laughs> I mean when I when uh... I took off the sock that was serving as a clot, it yes. opened that back up again pretty quickly. And yes. it was definitely like you could see the two separated sides of the wound like would you would think might need stitches. But then I bandaged it up right and the bandage isn't like soaking red. This is <laughs> this is totally consistent with my life philosophy. I don't have a cell phone because I don't feel the need to call people to help me through things, you know? I feel like I can figure things out myself as a competent human being. I feel like I don't need to call a computer guy and my computer breaks down because I can fix it. If I cut my finger, what if your I know car how to breaks? bandage it up. What if your car breaks down? There, there's a good example. I'm just like, all right, well, I don't know a heck of a lot about this, so either I can start reading or I can get reamed for 300 bucks. But basically, like, you know, if I took right. some time, I probably could figure it out. I'm glad you guys are self-reliant, thing. and I'd like to say that I think of myself as being, you know, 99% self-reliant as well. I just think it's funny that on this show, I always end up being Mr. Moderate, which is just hysterical. Like, well, I'm, you know, generally don't like the medical profession, but compared to Russ's story, who would like all the doctors to commit ritual <laughs> seppuku at once, I think that there's some value to doctors. And training. I was going to say, you guys brought up the subject uh, and story. It reminded me of like stupid things people do, like the push too hard into the bottle opener type of thing. The one example I have of that right. was, and I don't know, I don't know if you guys can discuss why this is. I've heard rumors that it may have something to do with my being male. And even though as a male, I don't think I, you know, witness our stripper discussion of last week. I don't think we fit the standard male profile in a lot of ways. But whatever, I do have testosterone well, we in my body. We are three alpha male experts. Yeah, what exactly. Are you about. <laughs> so I remember packing Dude, my car I to go to sp- my refrigerator. That's true. You do. I've you got random rage. That's it's true. Okay. That fits. That's that fits. true. So I remember <laughs> packing my car to go to college. This is back in. This is back like way. This is like '93. This is a while ago, obviously. And I had at the time a Subaru Justy, which if you've ever seen these cars, this is a small ass car, and it had a hatchback, a glass hatchback on the back of it. And I was trying to put all these things in, including this like metallically, like one of those foot lockers that you bring to college, you know, they've got the metal foot locker and you can stuff clothes and put it in the side of your bed and all that kind of stuff. So I had pushed it into the back, but it didn't quite fit. And when I closed the hatchback, it would like it would stay open. It like was almost there, but it couldn't quite close. Now, for some reason, I don't know what possessed me to think that this was a good idea. My immediate instinctual reaction, and I can only attribute it to instinct, like it, it, clearly I wasn't thinking here, was... Well, if the metal footlocker doesn't fit into the metal back of the car, what you need to do is ram the hatchback down on it as hard as you possibly can so that it will fit into the car. Because there's no glass there at all. Because there's no glass there no at all. Glass. So automatically that'll work perfectly, right? So, and, and it really went in this way. I lift the hatchback. 
I look over. My mom is coming out of the house about to say, Greg, don't you think? I slam the hatchback <laughs> down. <you laughs> exactly. And in a shatter no. of glass, each glass piece catching the sunlight as it sparkled and hit to the ground, the whole thing shattered. <laughs> I'd like to point out the hatchback was closed then. It closed. It was just the, you know, the footlocker now was sticking out through the now shattered glass. Now, I don't know what made me and think... Like, see, it worked. Yes. I was like, it fits now, doesn't black. it? I was like... <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what made me think that you just hit something and then it will fit, like metal on glass and the me- and the glass will win. I don't know what... I-, I have no idea. But it reminded me, like, that was just dumb. And I can only attribute it to extra testosterone in my blood at that moment, where I was like, I am man. I must close the back of this car. I will do anything I can. I'm not ready to give up the last half hour of conversation just to be like, well, I'm just dumb because I'm a guy. So basically discount everything I say. Why do I have to do that? That's fine. You don't want to go along with me. But what I did was dumb. Okay, let's acknowledge that. What I did was really I stupid. Think, I think the best story, I, it reminds me of a story that I tell sometimes. It's not a very long or interesting story. But when I was five, oh, by all I, uh, I had this. <laughs> <laughs> when I was five. Story's like, I bad had, story. You know, I was just like sitting at some uh, candlelight, anyway. candlelight dinner or something. Like, you know, we were at a restaurant or something with my parents. Wait, and how I was just sort of sitting a little bit bored. Five. At a candlelight and dinner? Okay, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm caught up. Well, there was a restaurant with candles. I don't know if it was like a <laughs> okay. candlelight dinner officially. But okay. I mean, what? how else do you define a candlelight dinner? Um, <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, and I had... Yeah, Vivaldi. Vivaldi. I mean, was it was also... Vivaldi? <laughs> so come with me. There's Vivaldi in the background. But it couldn't have been that swanky place because I had a paper napkin. Now, maybe it was just because I was a kid. but So I had a paper napkin at a candlelight place. Whatever. And I had just been sort of like staring, studying the, the candle a little bit. And I just was, it, it suddenly occurred to me in one of those flash of jolts. And I still remember this. I mean, 21 years ago, like it was yesterday, of exactly what that mindset felt like. Of like, I really need to see what happens when this napkin interacts with the flame. <laughs> and I did. And then I promptly was holding a flaming napkin. And my parents freaked out and are like, what are you doing? You know, and I was normally an extremely risk-averse, mild-mannered kid. Like, I never learned to swim, never learned to ride a bike still to this day like I was very cautious very afraid of things and yet I was like had a napkin on fire and was like waving it around the table it was awesome yeah I think we like doused well, water I think this speaks to what did the other things story I wonder what happens if I swim to 50 feet deep I wonder what happens if <laughs> yeah, I drive exactly. my bike off a cliff that looks like fun <laughs> yay risk averse yeah it's yeah, true amusing personality I had just enough survival instinct to get through well did you have that moment when you were looking at them and it was sort of this because that was what happened when that case I mentioned where my mom was like don't you think that and then it shattered and she's just looking at me and I had this surreal moment like boy whatever that guy just did was really stupid and then all of a sudden it's like Vroom. oh no I am yeah. the guy that was really stupid just then like <laughs> that's, me. that's me being stupid wow who's up with that guy is that is that the as feeling? Russ would tell you 85% of people feel that constantly yeah exactly yep. my point is maybe that's we fit into the 85% you at times out that's of body stupid say. Yeah, it's exactly out of body right. stupid. Boy, that was dumb for that guy who's actually me to do it. Great. No, they did. They were just like, what were you thinking? And I was like, I wanted to see what would happen. For some reason, I just lost my yeah. mind at that particular moment. I was in the 85% of stupid at that moment. And I'm pointing out that we can all be in that 85% occasionally. That's, that's my point. Once in a while, Russ. This is not an aggregate. 85% of people are always idiots and incompetent. 15% of people are not. And they're never it's incompetent? 
on their base. They do no, everything they brilliant be. for their entire lives. Uh-huh. No, I guess not. I guess <laughs> Russ, I give you. Really I'd like to remind you of Report 46 and red, red wine. I'd like to remind you of that, please. Oh, well, accidents happen. Oh, <laughs> yes. I didn't like intentionally spill wine on her and then kill myself. Well, I didn't In intentionally fact, smash happened, the so it was fine. thing down to smash the glass. <laughs> I mean, I did intend to do it, except I didn't intend for it to break. And Russ, and Story didn't intend to be, like, putting people at risk with a flaming napkin in his oh, hand. totally. You know? No, this is a totally separate category of things. This is like, A, your stupid five. things people do, and B, people live their lives without caring about what they do, because there's no motivation to do any more than the absolute minimum to get your paycheck. And that, I mean, that makes sense. There's a logic to that. So some people just put, you know, use that logic. <laughs> I see. I think 85% approximately. I see. So you don't think it's possible to slide in and out of that there 85%. You you're saying as the 15%, you're immune from the 85%. Look, I'm just saying that I'm going to be not a even conscientious a zone? person. Like, like there's 5% people who sometimes are. Conscientious and, okay. people too. I'm just not in the class of people who are like really incompetent at everything because they don't care. And again, I'm not saying, and I think we've had this discussion off air where you guys were criticizing that I call everyone retarded. I don't actually believe that most people have like subhuman intelligence. I just believe they don't care and they're willfully ignorant. And so I call them retarded because I want them to feel really badly about the fact that they could care less about learning how to do things and or being conscientious. Seppuku, hopefully. And so, and have them commit seppuku. I think that would be a much more honorable <laughs> existence for people who are willfully ignorant. Like, absolutely. Uh, that's so that's just what I think about that. And your point is, anybody who goes to a doctor... Compass? I don't know. Who the hell am I? Uh, you're when the, did this happen? You're the one who hates doctors and, you know... You like judging people. Likes throwing wine that's on people. I do not. That's you. <laughs> oh, gee. So can I bring... The thing I was going to bring up before, can I bring this up in this context? Because I think it actually really fits. Do you have a link? No. It's a, a it is a link. Segway? It is, of course, it is a segue. And the link is, it has to do with people's behavior and um, interacting with people on a daily basis. Because, and I just sort of want to ask the question, because I, I don't really know what I think about right, the answer We're going to give you a, a worker's visa to introduce this subject, awesome. but you're not a permanent resident I'm going to get a green card. Okay. okay. So don't shoot me yeah, yet. We, until, we'll right. kick you out at any time. Good. I got The good. Right. police are standing by. Excellent. The, the, yeah, I, the we'll INS of Member And no amnesty. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, yeah. The other day, I'm going into this. I'm uh, going to park. Nope, you're out. Oh no! Get out. That's not good <laughs> other enough. Other day. <laughs> Wait, I never happened the other day. Yeah, yeah that's all wrong. That's all wrong. 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 That's just so, a made-up time period. I, it can't be real. What's the other day? Two days Come ago. On, just covering for that's Fleasel Day. Two days ago Fleasel at four thirty-five p.m. When we celebrate the Fleasels. Right. Sorry. I, I like Fleasel Day. So <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm in this Sorry. parking lot and I'm looking for a parking spot. And a parking spot opens up as this person pulls out and goes away. And nobody, it was very crowded. So basically no one could move anywhere for a while. Everyone was just sort of doing that. And then I'm just sort of looking and the spot has opened up. Everyone else was sort of stopped. One person was getting out of the car. So I go in and I take the spot. Get out of my car, lock the door, start walking up, and this woman comes up behind me, gets out of the head, head parked the car, and gets up behind me. It's like, oh, oh, mister, that was hilarious. You just completely cut that person off. I was like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, there was someone who'd been waiting to take that spot. And I was like, there was? And she's like, well, I don't blame you, because after the spot was open, she just sat there looking at it for like a minute. So my question is, how long is it ethically proper to wait before taking something from somebody that apparently was theirs. Like, they were in a line, and I cut in front of them in line, except that they weren't moving in the line. Like, they had just stopped in the line, and they were refusing to take well, advantage Greg, of the opportunity. 
was this an 85% person or a 15% person? Apparently 85, because it took them that know. long to react. I mean, oh, I'm assuming, no. you know, I mean, that, that's the question. Oh, no. They had 15 you can think whatever you want from 85 people. I'll tell you that. They, 85 oh, people deserve no. Their reaction time was 85% slower than mine. i got to tell you that right now. But, I mean, like, was I, was I unethical in that extent? Was there, like, a cutoff point where you're supposed to wait X amount of time to see if someone else is going to take the spot? I was completely unaware that they were waiting for the spot. Let me just say... I think that everyone who waits behind someone to pull out in a parking space and then pull in is basically unethical. Oh, I agree. I think that that that's entire vulture-ish. practice is wrong. There are so many... Well, it's not even the vulture factor. I mean, that's annoying because you're, like, breathing down somebody's neck and, like, somebody went to get something out when of When I was working at the mall at Christmas, like there you'd see people come out of the mall and the car would follow the person back to their lot. We used to call them vultures. Uh-huh. Like, car, yeah, exactly. car! You know, just waiting for oh, the yeah. parking spot to no, open it's up. terrible. But it also, for the collective good... You want to talk about actions that are stupid that individuals take that hamper the collective good. That whole process of people waiting like that instead of just moving on to a slightly further out walking space that's clearly available really slows down and hampers parking lot traffic and probably causes all kinds of parking lot fender benders and just adds like five to ten minutes to the entire parking process, which is not like the biggest moral crusade in history, but is really, really freaking annoying. So I was I mean, working the only for the place common that good. I really get rage just making sure that people aren't hovering over spots okay. is, is always the best okay, case. Cool then. Always, in any situation. Even if you have to crumple another car to avoid that happening. <laughs> just however you can get it done. Just get it done. Look, this is what will happen in Stories you Utopia. My blessing. There will be stormtroopers, but they only are allowed to uh, patrol parking lots. And if you sit there exactly. and are vulturish about a park, they'll just shoot you in the head. And he'll oh, be like, I'm not sure a pacifist. Well, right. sorry. All this rules are off. Parking lot. Exactly. Parking lot. This is the exception. And this and, and, when, and also car-related, when you try to cut people off on the highway, when you like go zoom up in the lane that's closing and then chop people off, those people also get summary execution. Although, you know what? Story? Everything else is pure passion. Do you know what I found out about that? Apparently, <laughs> yes. that is the way that most roads are designed. Did you know this, that the roads are designed, the engineers design it under the assumption that people will wait to the last possible second to merge, and that's actually how the highways work most efficiently when they do it that way. I heard, I found that no, out. Yes. It's not. Isn't that amazing? I guarantee you. The only reason there's ever traffic behind one of those spots where a lane closes, because a lane closing naturally should not cause any traffic. If everyone gets over immediately, there will still be everyone going by I'm at just least half you. speed instead of stop and go. No, that is One a, of that the people a, in our podcast quiz informed lie. us. Inform, I found out about Terrible it when we were doing the show. Reliable sources. Absolute science. Hang on. Absolute science saw an article that was, that was from the National oh, Highway. Oh something or other that said that that's what that's the case that oh, engineers yeah. design it this way the national highway defensive assholes board i mean what, <laughs> no no what the, they, they designed it for the 85 russ is 85 percent they designed it for russ is 85 percent i think that's basically what it comes down to it's designed to work that Greg, way explain the to me logically handed. how that's possible put aside your appeal to authority go back to your days as a parliamentary debater and come up with a coherent argument that states in a logical way how it would be best if freeways were designed for people to zoom up around eight other cars and then slow them down by cutting them off. Okay, one... Tell me how that... I, I don't want to get into a debate about it, actually, because I don't care about this enough. I just was bringing it up. <laughs> Two, I, oh, I, I, I just wanted to point out that, yeah. um, you know, I'm saying that according to what this says, those freeways are designed that way. Like, the fact that they piss you off as they do it is another matter, but they supposedly are designed to do this. I'm just telling you, I'm just the messenger. Sorry, you like know what's the side effect of, of this whole thing? In your world... 
nobody will go to shopping malls ever again for fear of Hooray! I mean, that, would <laughs> be, like, oh, that would be a main effect okay. anyway, I think. Why, what would be the problem with that? I don't know. Okay, so you'll say, we'll be able to go hey, get dark age of Camelot. If you do go to shopping malls, we can shoot you if you try to park. Sure, why not? That'd be funny. That's, I mean, I don't really believe that. <laughs> that story's <laughs> one flawed in system. He's like, he's a perfect <laughs> pacifist, except for stormtroopers in and parking lots. That's the one right. flaw in exactly. system. <laughs> Other than it's that, it's perfect. But no, I think but, anyone who spent a lot of time with me in a car will completely understand that this is what I sort of act on. It may not be what I really believe, but this is definitely how I behave. <laughs> as though there should be pacifism in all things, except when cars are involved. That, but see, I would argue... you were. I mean... These things are death machines, and people acting stupidly in machines whose purpose... I mean, if that's what the highway was designed for, the car was designed to maximize injury and death. We can all agree on that, Well, that's right? why the SUV so is out there now. We, you're in oh. a machine that, out of necessity, you have to use <laughs> that was designed to maximize injury and death, and then you're being stupid in it. Like, why are you endangering the whole world by doing this? That that just makes me irate. Irate on a level I can't comprehend. I would like to point out that it may be that 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 part where you're feeling angry at the other people in the road is related to that same little you know we all have testosterone. All males have testosterone that jumps up at a moment. Maybe that's what's jumping up here. It's kind of this. I mean, like be honest. If you could do so without harming them, wouldn't you want to cut those people off in return, story? If you could do that without harming them. Like, wouldn't, just for justice no, sake? For justice no, sake. because that would be like... For the sake of justice. No, that's the American reaction. I hate what you're doing so much, I'm going to do something exactly the same. So your reaction should be killing. to let them... Let's kill so you. So you should gladly that's let them so cut you stupid. off. It's the no. Gandhi cut you off method. Go cut me off again, no. please. I love being cut off. Please do it again. I, will. I mean, I do say things like that. <laughs> A lot of the time, people can attest, I will start talking to the person and taunting them about how cool they are because they got ahead of me. And, oh, look, we're stopped again. And you're a car length yeah, ahead of me. Aren't do you that. awesome? I do that a lot. Yeah. That's great. So that is sort of part of my reaction. But I do it angrily. That's great. I will say that. The story driving soundtrack. I love it. Yeah. I think it's time for a guest. Is it time for a guest? Yeah. Sounds, I think so. Time is I about the so. time. Yes, sir. I hope you invited one of the 15 story, not the 85. <laughs> I'm, I'm trusting you to do this that. This is like a bad oh, USA cable movie. I guarantee you it's a 15. The 15. I guarantee okay, you good. a 15. <laughs> Excellent. Promise. Absolutely. And coming in in any second, the message has gone out. It's guest one. And Who is guest one? In now the ante room. It's the anonymous. Still guest. anonymous. Here it comes. Who is it? And Who are you? Welcome, Emily Clayton. Ah, the there's the mystery <laughs> guest. Hi, Emily. Yay. He cheapens it so much. <laughs> the, the wife part, you could have just... Assumed it was some other Emily Clayton he knew. Right. It's true. It probably is. is. Wow. So this <laughs> or is you could have said, you know, legislative aid for the state of California, drafting bills, yeah. right. debate champion, speaker of the year. I should right. have said that. It's true. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. I should have given a proper introduction. It's true. 2001 to 2002, Speaker of the Year in the American Parliamentary Debate Association, healthcare advocate who just won one of the biggest legal victories in the state of California, getting Arnold Schwarzenegger to go against the drug company. Congratulations. Emily Clayton. Wow. I, I thought your wife was coming on, though. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to your wife? <laughs> what happened to Mrs. Story <laughs> Clayton? Up. You said you were going to hear Mrs. Up. Story Clayton. Where was oh, she? Oh, God. no. <laughs> no, that is not her name. No. I'm just sad that I missed the part where you talked about the uh, healthcare industry. I had so much to add. What do you want to talk about about the healthcare industry? Yeah. Give us, give us a rundown. Throw it out there. I'm just saying they kill people all the time. That's right. So 
can I ask then, Emily? Let me ask your advice about that or your your opinion on this. So, Only do you agree? Can kill people. Do you agree with your husband and with Russ that essentially, if there's any possible way that you could repair something medically in yourself at all, like you you think that you have a shot at repairing yourself, you should avoid doctors like the plague. I don't mean hospitals now. I mean doctors going to a doctor to see if you need to have a finger put on, let's say a pinky reattached, for example. Do you agree with story on this? I think people should be a little more skeptical than they are, but I do, in fact, think Story's crazy. Yeah, there we go. That's right. That was the 2001, 2002, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, saying your crazy story. What you think of that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, but I will counter that and give Story a little bit of room. Companies pretty regularly kill people off. Oh, I believe that. Like, Vioxx killed more people than the entire Vietnam Wow. Than the entire yeah. Vietnam more Americans. corn more Americans. farming industry. <laughs> yeah, you cut right, out again. Sorry, you cut out. Emily, <laughs> well, you got to sit on F12. You got you to sit then on the entire. You're still cutting out a little. Vietnam potbelly pig supply? Because they killed a lot of people. Too much cuddliness. killed roughly, you know, 40 to 60,000 Americans in five years, which is really better than we did at killing ourselves off in Vietnam. Wow. That is. I didn't know. So it was you're that saying high, that we need impressive. to invade Iran so that we can outdo Vioxx because. Nobody should kill people like the American government. If you want to help out the drug industry, you definitely need to invade Iraq. Okay. Any other country you can think of. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm appreci- I appreciate that. I, what about the Vioxx Memorial? I'm, where are plans for the, uh, the Vioxx Memorial that we were talking about? <laughs> Bringing it back. It's coming uh, to, to a state capitol near you and the Vioxx Memorial Wall. It seems logical to me to sort of compensate for the lack of memorial to people that drug I companies see the, kill off. Uh, I want to see the sequel to Apocalypse Now, starring Vioxx. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Marlon Brando. It's a good call. Being some crazy really, Vioxx up guy. You just got to do what you got to do to shame the people into it. We also thought about dumping 6,000 pill bottles all over the ground on the Capitol lawn just to let legislators know how many Californians had died. We thought that was a little macabre. <laughs> well, you didn't do it. I think that would have been awesome. If you had been Greenpeace, oh, you would have been. If you so were the Greenpeace of uh, these kinds of organizations, you'd be all over that. Exactly. You would have shoved pillboxes down representatives' so throats. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How many times have you taken a bucket of red paint and like thrown it on a lady with a fur coat? Seriously, <laughs> it's so effective. I've heard people never do that kind of stuff. <laughs> They're always like filing petitions and making laws change. I know. It's totally what a budget thing. We just we can't afford the red paint. Make some <laughs> contributions to the perks. We'll we'll think about the red paint. Can I contribute <laughs> cans of red paint without giving you the money? Can I just send the red paint to the office so that you have to use it that way? You can give it a shot. I'll I'll see what uh what the friendly folks in the office think about random imports right. of red paint. I'm gonna buy some four oh one C three red paint. <laughs> And I'm going to send it straight to Sacramento. <laughs> That's right. Good stuff. So yeah. have you guys been in a basic state of euphoria since your uh, triumphant <laughs> victory over the drug companies? I imagine the Pergs, you guys are feeling pretty good about yourselves over there in that office. Uh, yeah, it's not so bad. What I love about it is that the drug companies spent $80 million bucks last year to defeat basically this exact same thing that they lost on the ballot. They spent $80 million bucks, and then we came back again, and this time the governor wanted to win the election, so he uh, changed <laughs> his mind and decided to support the bill. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So really, they should have just given you $40 million to not advocate for, for your bill, and that would have saved them a lot of money. This is what I'm saying. 
uh, somebody did a little estimate of what each of the advocates put into it, and you know my work was somewhere in the ten million dollar range. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Are, I expect to check any day. I was going to say those are all billable hours, right? I was right? going to say that's on the way, right? <laughs> it's got to be straight up. <laughs> we're we're waiting. Check in the mailbox. I'll be right back. I'm going to check the mailbox. <laughs> We'd like to welcome you to episode seventy-five from Everest Studios in our posh new days <laughs> on top of Nepal. <laughs> Nepal. And now a word from our sponsors. Don't do prescription drugs. Thank you. Now moving oh on. Oh my god. I was going to say though, the problem Wouldn't is... Wouldn't our sponsor be us? Yeah. Well, we, I think Emily would be our sponsor. Emily would be your own sponsor. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes, it's true. And now I'm exercising from our full sponsor. creative rights. Yeah, that would be great. They're like, you know, the member report used to be oh, yeah. funny, but then now everything is just an anti-drug show. What is up with that? You know, and Russ just keeps getting angry. He's like, why is every show anti-drug? Why do I have to read perk press releases? <laughs> exactly. This is not funny. But the problem, Emily, is that you just, you know, you ended up backing the Our wrong horse. Died. You decided to back the ethical moral side and if you had just gone and backed you know the the bastard money-making side you'd be living you'd be you know living it up now but instead you were like i've got to defend the poor you know the impoverished the people unable to defend themselves and that's that's you just backed the wrong horse you know that's all that's you know why they can't defend themselves because they're 85 they're the 85 percent oh come on <laughs> That's why they, they would, if they were competent, they could defend themselves, but they need other people to do it. Corporations can take advantage of 85% of people who don't care. Perg has to wrangle them all together. Russ believes 85% of people are stupid. As an official representative of Perg, Emily, do you agree? Oh, see, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna change the subject. <laughs> uh, this actually is a perfect. That works too. This is a perfect segue. Speaking of stupid people, the uh, I don't know if you guys have been checking out CNN recently, but the that teacher who had sex with like her 13, 14 year old student. Yes. She's just decided that it was it was a really really bad choice. I read about this. Yes, bad choice. Um, yep. Yeah. Good for her. How long did it take her to figure that out? Well, you know, until she went on trial or was under house arrest or something. Took her that long After to figure it out. Caught. Yeah, when they caught her, it was a bad choice. That's right. But my my question is, she she argues that the only reason this was a big deal is because she's hot. <laughs> Do you think that it should still be a big deal whether or not she's hot? I think it should be a big deal, but no, I don't care. She, you know, I mean, she she <laughs> is hot according to Andy because we actually discussed this. So you know, if you take us for you know, she was hot. That's true. This has been on the map report. This, before this actually was discussed because she was from Ocala, right? That's right. Yeah. No, she went Andy's to hometown. or she went to Ocala. I don't know something like that. She it was in Ocala or near Ocala. She was teaching or, in Ocala. And Andy's yeah. actual comment was, was in Ocala. he went to find it and was like, "Holy cow, she's hot!" I mean, she's really hot. That Andy went off on his one as being <laughs> hot things. Yeah, I mean, of course it shouldn't matter either way. We'll you see. Know? This is, but this is exactly her point, and I think the reason that people are making such a big deal out of it is because everybody's a little jealous. You're not so much jealous of the freaky-looking people who have, you know, sex with underage people, but she's hot, and all the male commentators are thinking, why the 14-year-old? Exactly, because the male commentators remember when they were 14, and you know, that's that's all. I, this is the point that I made before: was the male commentators have a very curious silence. You know, it was like when they were talking about it. I really think that Ted Kennedy is a good senator. He's done a lot of things wrong, but he's been a very effective senator. Having said that, though, so watching Ted Kennedy on the judicial hearings for Anita Hill had to be watching like the most uncomfortable experience of his life. Everyone is just so. What do you think about women's rights, Senator, and about what Anita Hill? He said, "Ah, uh, I, uh, 
I appreciate uh, what uh, uh, Miss Hill has brought here, and um, that's all I have to say. Because it was the most awkward moment ever for him. So I think that's kind of what male commentators felt here. They just said, you know, I don't feel qualified to comment on this because, as Emily said, I'm jealous. I agree with you. I think that's totally it. Speaking of Ted Kennedy, yeah, you really scared me for a second with where you were going with that, because I was like, when you were 14, Ted Kennedy was... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> 14. And I was just like, right. wow, yeah, no, no. What, are, what are we even yeah, talking no, no, about here? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> right, 14 also. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very funny. So, why not me? Ted Ooh. Kennedy, 85%. Sorry to say it. Really? What? True. You think so? Yeah. Yep. What are you talking mm, about? You can't, you can't be driving women in cars and having them drown and be like, bloop, 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 nothing happened. That's true. That is not taking the death traps very seriously. Yeah, but he didn't say nothing happened, though, to be fair. He's maybe the only politician in history who actually talked about what he did and was like, yeah, this is, you know. But he's like, not my fault. Well. But when you say 85% of people are stupid, do you mean they're actually dumb or they just make stupid choices? Because I don't think he's no, dumb. But I, he makes horrible I argue choices. they're willfully, either willfully ignorant or just incompetent because they don't care not be, not that they're actually stupid but i call them and then what percentage of people caring. do you think are actually stupid <laughs> oh actually be stupid. careful oh us. it's much less probably like 40 percent <laughs> are actually stupid except for our listeners all of our listeners you're in the 15 percent so you got nothing to worry about okay i just want to make this clear he's no, not afraid of no. if you want to do like and our whatever goal is to get just all, of the all of the 50 percent of the world 20 percent are That'll actually work. stupid it's easy to say the bottom fifth uh, are the actually stupid people. However, 85% just encompass either actually stupid or don't really care about learning things. But see, the argument... And that kind of makes you stupid. Well, that's the thing. Like, Yeah, exactly. And you're in the same pool because yeah. you're, you're wasted talent. And that's the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? It is the same thing. Um, if you don't make good on your ability, you're just as good as someone with no ability. Are you going to argue with that? What if you're an incredibly talented and capable evil genius? Right. What about the evil geniuses? category mm-hmm. or should you act out the best of your abilities and your evil genius? No, see, that's a very good example and I think that if you live, you know, a very average life to prevent people from, you know, getting killed by a wrath, I think that makes you extremely conscientious and definitely in the 15% because you took care to avoid what would have unavoidably been, you know, stepping on people's heads. So yeah, that's good. This is why Rust believes in seppuku. This is if, you're, if you're calling it something that's harmful, then <laughs> right. you should get away from your thing. Which, you know, I mean, I, my moral principle, I think, first and foremost, is first, do no harm. So, I, yeah. I mean, Except Emily, you and I argue with, about this all the time, because you think there's an obligation to go out and do something, and I think that's good, but I think the first obligation is to avoid all the harm that you can, because at least don't make the problem worse. And I think a lot you of know people fail to see that. Maybe even that's more than 85 percent the Hippocratic Oath that 85% of doctors <laughs> sleep through is first to know. Oh, God. <laughs> and you would think that they would it's know. true. But they don't. And then they prescribe drugs that they trade arthritis for heart attacks. They're like, what? Yeah. There's no harm there. I mean, don't pay attention to the heart attacks. But see, I, my, my yeah. argument has been that I don't think you can be... I think that there's more overlap than Russ is giving credit for between the 85 and the 15%. And I think if you were from the outside looking at it, it would be very hard to tell at times. Like, for example, when I smashed the hatchback over my you know, footlocker, I'd like to say that I was probably in the 85% at that point. Russ's argument would be, I guess, that I'm in the 15%, but I just happened to like, you know, have a brain fart there and forgot and did something bad. My argument would be that I slipped from 15 to 85 there. And I would argue that it's much more fluid than Russ is making it at this point. You know? I mean, the, the bar is Your not that argument high. is going to... 
It's like, yeah, the You're, 15% <laughs> of people are basically competent, which means they screw up a good portion of the time. But the 85% is out of control. Like, they're just screwing everything How up How is their society the lasting, then, if that's true? Care. Because the 15% is preserving it's it somehow? It's not, Greg. It's not? Just look around you, man. <laughs> I see. It's a good point. We are in deep trouble. Emily, how can we save society? Quick synopsis. Quick synopsis. Public financing of elections. That's what we need. That's start number one. A little, oh, less, okay. corpor- little, little, few, little less in the corporation category. Okay, that's start number one. I should make this much more dramatic. Uh, what else? Step two. Make drug companies tell everybody the truth. Make drug companies tell uh, everyone the two. truth. Okay, now you're just saying crazy talk. That's just crazy. All right, talk. Step, step three. three. Why should they have we to say anything that's true? Stop paying farmers not to farm and instead use the extra crops to feed poor people. Feed poor people with extra crops. It's edgy. Wow. Before you made that second step, I was really happy that like your third step to saving the world was end farm subsidies. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's specific. Great. <laughs> that's amazing. Emily, you're leaving something but out. It actually made sense that's at great. the end. Oh, you're leaving something out. It actually does <laughs> oh, work. Okay. I'm frustrated. Amazingly. And feed the poor people. Amazingly okay, fine. Fine. But I'm frustrated that Emily's left something out, though, <laughs> which I'm, I'm rather disturbed by, to be honest. Uh, great. English uh, first step like four. Plague? Listen to the MEP report. Listen to the MEP report. Step four. Come on, eyes on the prize, Emily, people. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> how as a guest are you not a mindless shill for the show yet? <laughs> Greg's failing. Seriously. Greg's flipping into the 85% uh, by failing his exactly. mission to make everyone a mindless shill for the evening. But it's funny. Every time Russ says... Emily does have a shirt, yeah. though, which is more than I can say for you, Greg. I Wilson. know, I know. Russ recently bought a shirt. It's because Greg, my wife... Emily is my wife is making me get so, rid of boom. five t-shirts before I can buy a t-shirt of the MEP report. So you can blame Clea for this. This is Clea's fault. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no more t-shirts. Oh, I'm like, awesome. come on. I'm, just, I'm not a mindless drone yet because yeah, yeah, uh, somebody, yeah. in being very nice in uh, uploading the MEP report to my iPod, which I don't really know how to download or upload things onto yet, cut off the end of the last MEP report. So I don't really know. Oh, no. what's been going on, so I don't feel the connection. Oh, I see, I see. I was walking that home, listening to my map report, How dare and it you just story. stopped cold. Just stopped cold at 40 minutes. It was the saddest thing. That was the part where story so went on about how great you were minutes. for 20 minutes, and he was just like, boy, my wife is great, and that was like 20 minutes, you know, and then it was all cut out. Actually, then he cut his finger on the show, and he just bled for 15 <laughs> minutes, and then we're just like, all right, this is I not I think it's clotting. Audio. It's almost clotting. It might be clotting now, maybe, the show. Well, it's not dripping. It's leaking, but it's red. I'm in the 15%. I must It'll know. Yeah, exactly. So you have had this iPod for a long time, Emily, or you just got this thing? Because you've taken your first step into a new and larger uh, world. I got it two months ago. Wow. So, so what's it like to have ago, this iPod? I entered the technology age. What's it like to have this new door open into a larger world of you know audio stuff on iPods? It really is I everything that everybody report. said and promised. I was, I was really amazed. It was you know sort of like my love affair with the TiVo, which I kind of thought I'd like, but really the TiVo, it's, it's, awesome. it's right up yep. there in the electronica that I have. Yep. But the iPod's pretty amazing. And this is in part because I walk a couple of miles every day to and from work. But it's so nice to be able to have you guys just listening to you all the time, uh, walking back and forth. Also, it just gives you the little soundtrack to life that you need. And sometimes that soundtrack needs to change. Horribly depressing, moderately depressing, marginally depressing, and 
others. <laughs> it's good to have all the songs that you have in life. <laughs> you see, are we other? Emily are we full understanding? Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say. In a world of 85%, <laughs> everything is either mildly or mostly depressed. Uh, but it sounded as if she was saying the MEP report, report was all, almost mildly or mostly depressing. Like, we're other most of the time, I hope. Once really? in a while. Is that well, maybe. true? No, no. That's you're true. always in the other category. Oh, good, good, good. But the oh, reason yeah, there you go. That on my walk, I need, you know, all the depressing music is because I walk through this really fancy uh, shopping center in the middle of San Francisco that is just depressing in its commercial awfulness and all the people who walk through. So you have to have the appropriate soundtrack for hating commercialism in society. Gotcha. Gotcha. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And we are that soundtrack. (laughs) I think that's our new slogan. The MEP Report. Other, not <laughs> depressing. The sound, the other, the, the other soundtrack to your life. Because I, I do. It's this very pleasant image that Emily's painted. I now have this image. You know, we're doing our show, and you know, fall is in the air, and she's walking along, and all these rich people are buying things from Christian Dior. Like that's all. That all kind of fits in now to my mindset about how we do this show. It's great. If you would like to tell us how the Met Report is a soundtrack yeah. for your life, please email. No, just kidding. Meanwhile, while she's in you know, Christian Dior, it's like, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill <laughs> exactly. me? Everybody. I thought it was going to be all the well. See, the great part about having, about having the iPod with your headphones in is you can pretend like you're laughing at something that you're listening to and really just be laughing out loud at the people in Christian Dior. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing that's, thing. That's true. That's true. And conveniently enough, that's with awesome. the MEP report, you can be laughing legitimately and laughing at them at the same time. And they still <laughs> All at the same that's time. phenomenal. That's cool. So for I you, think. Emily, in a week from now, look at that person. Look at what they're buying. Isn't that that's ridiculous? Now laugh at 15% us for both back. 85 <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of love here from my world perspective now that Emily's come into the show you and is laughing at idiots. True. This is good for That's me. True. I like it. It's quality. That's quality stuff. At least one person agrees. So, so I think our show is actually quiet. I was just going to say I think it's almost that the time has come for another hour. Oh, we stopped a half hour ago, uh, right? Yep. <laughs> no. No, no. So, Emily, so <laughs> Story, do you want to have uh, oh, my bad. Do you want to have our Mr. our now not mystery guest sign off first or should we just all sign off or what do you want to do here? Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this I was think, actually my you know, old job that there. I forgot. That's true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> How can you do that to us? Oh, it's no. terrible. It's so mean. So mean and wrong. So I forgot that was my job. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot. We want to thank it Emily. Was a long time ago that we did thank that. Thank Emily Clayton. We hope that she's laughing looking <laughs> oh, at the people God. of Christian Dior. Yes. We hope you guys are laughing wherever you may be. <laughs> and we true. want to thank you guys so much for listening and continuing to listen to us. <laughs> Spread the word. Do all those things. I I'm not responsible. <laughs> came back. Oh, no. We'll see she you guys next week. Say goodbye, speak. everybody, quick. That's so sad. Stat. Oh, stop being mean I'm to my sorry, wife. I'm, I'm leaving sorry. this show. I'm kicking you, Russ. Uh, how do you do this? I won't this? go to the doctor do if you do. I won't oh, go. No. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu plants. It's a moral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Tomorrow's just another day away.